Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. I literally cannot believe it. It has happened February 26th, last weekend. Jake Paul and Tommy Fury fought. Nationers, I am led to believe that we are back. We are here for another episode of The Realist Podcast, Nationers. Round of applause for that. Absolutely epic. Episode 55. Again, you guys know it. Banner is right behind me. I'm really, really excited for this episode. I do want to at least state before we uh, get started with all the topics that we have today, I do want to say, Nationers, the one thing that my my biggest goal with this podcast is obviously to be consistent. I do want to build consistency with this. An episode a week really isn't like the hardest thing in the world for me to do. And so if I miss a week, please blame me. <laughs> but my biggest goal, again, with consistency, and you guys blaming me if I miss a week, the biggest goal is to obviously post a video a week on this podcast channel, um, audio, video, everything, Nationers. Again, thank you guys honestly so much for all you guys' support on this podcast. To all those that listen on Apple Music, Spotify, any other podcast place, Google Podcasts, to those that actually watch, sit back, and enjoy the podcast on YouTube, um, I really appreciate you guys. Honestly, this podcast is so much fun. Um, I think... I think I'm going to kind of find like a really nice fine line um, with this because if you guys uh, are involved a little bit more with uh, some of the other content that I make on YouTube, I think with doing less streams, this was a big decision that I, you know, I'm kind of doing where I'm doing a little less streams, focusing a little bit more on um, just some other content, obviously posting more videos because that is one of the biggest platforms for me is making videos, uh, live streaming is obviously still a very big part of that, but I do want to post more videos. Do want to take a little bit more time with that. Um, so I think this podcast allows me to kind of speak a little bit more because I feel like on the on the live streams I talk about so much stuff that is going on when it comes to um, what is it when it comes to normal content and normal topics. And so I feel like with a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about today, um, I feel like I might have not said it before. And so that's kind of one of the main steps that I want to improve on moving forward, especially with this podcast, building that consistency an episode a week with obviously the short form content coming out with it as well. I'm really excited nationers. I really, really am. And first and foremost, nationers hit that subscribe button. Um, honestly, you guys hitting that subscribe button honestly means a lot to me, obviously building this channel, building this, uh, this podcast in general. Um, and if you guys listen, if you guys are listening on any of the, uh, audio platforms, feel free to like leave a review. It doesn't hurt to leave a review. Um, it honestly gives me some feedback on what you guys are liking. Um, maybe, maybe type like what your favorite episode was. Um, whatever really works best for you guys, um, your guys' feedback in the comment section and anything else obviously means the world to me. But let's jump right into it, A-Shooters. We have a lot to talk about <laughs> in today's episode. We have a big, massive fight, not only that just happened, um, recently just happened, and is coming up. And A-Shooters, it's big. We are going to dive deep into Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. I can't believe it, Nationers. I literally cannot believe it. It is finally here. It has happened February 26th, last weekend. Jake Paul and Tommy Fury fought. And 
it is wild. The pay-per-view numbers, the match itself, and potentially Logan Paul, Jake's brother, potentially fighting Tommy Fury. I, I couldn't write a better script. Uh, <laughs> and talking about a fake script as well, <laughs> it's just wild. I don't understand. So, um, if you guys don't know, Jake Paul and Tommy Fury has been a fight that we have been trying to get for the past two years, ever since 2021, after uh, Jake had fought like uh, Ben Askren and Nate Robinson and Gabe and a whole bunch of these um, fighters. Tommy Fury was uh, a man on his hit list, and it just so happens that the first time that it came around, you know, obviously a big match, Jake's going up against a professional fighter. Oh my goodness. Like, how is this going to happen? You know, Tyron Woodley, Tyron Woodley won, you know, and then backs out December 18th, 2021. Oh my gosh. I literally can't believe it. Tommy Fury has a broken rib. So this is just a little bit of backstory moving up into the fight. So December 18th, 2021, Jake Paul and Tommy Fury were set to fight. Now this, in my opinion, with how good Tommy probably was back then, he probably would have swept Jake. Like, Jake had no... He was not winning that fight. It would have been a massive, massive fight. Though, I will say that Jake came in as the favorite during then. Um, not quite sure how that was happening, but I think a lot of people writing this like, oh my goodness, Jake Paul, you know, I think he is the betting... I don't know what to do with this microphone. I don't know what to do with my headphones. I'll put them here. But I think for the most part, a lot of people were riding Jake as a, you know, they want him to lose. They're like a Floyd Mayweather. They want him to lose, right? Um, but the big thing was is for Jake, he might have been the betting favorite, but in the favorite of everyone else who's not betting, it was like, just Tommy, can you just beat this guy? Please. I hate that he keeps winning, especially how he's winning. Um, so all that aside, it, it comes down Tommy Fury has a broken rib. He can't fight, uh, which obviously I think, I don't know, like, I don't really know. Like, I'm not a boxer. I think if I'm in that ring and I'm training and I have, like, a broken rib leading up into fight week and then obviously the fight day, it's like, come on. Like, what Like what am I going to do? I obviously want to fight at my best, but, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. Be, like, honest and be like, hey, I have a broken rib. I don't think I could fight. I think that's just like as honest as it could get, which I think Tommy did the right move there, I guess. Like if that's the route that you're playing and moving towards, like, I guess I don't know how bad the the broken rib was. It's obviously hard to breathe with a broken rib. It's not fun. Um, and just getting punched there repeatedly, it's not going to be great. Jake probably would have won that fight. Um, but let's say there's no broken rib. They fight. Tommy probably wins that fight, in my opinion. But I think over the course of two years, um, in August, I believe August like 24th, August, August 4th or 5th of 2022, they try and fight again. But uh, obviously this time around, Jake has fought uh, a Tyron Woodley again, had just came off of, uh, I think he'd been out for a little bit bit of time. I don't think he fought anyone after Tyron other than Anderson Silva, but that was after the second Tommy fight. Um, yeah, I don't know what happens there. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he just took a little bit of time off. However, regardless, Jake Paul, um, 
is furious because he's about to headline Madison Square Garden. And I think a lot of people were like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. Jake, Paul, uh, Tommy's not going to be able to handle the pressure. Jake's obviously been in these situations. He's been the main event. And obviously hosting a big event like that with Amanda Serrano versus uh, another highly level female boxer for the undisputed title. Big fight. All those fights got um, put off, which obviously sucks. I think they still should have gone with it. Um, But the reasoning behind it is... Tommy Fury actually wasn't allowed into the USA because of apparent, uh, appa- an apparent alleged like connection with an Italian mob boss, which that was just like a, that, regardless of if it threw like a wrench, a cork in my wrench or whatever that saying is, I still can't believe like that was the, that was the reason. Like, like, I still can't believe, like, that was the most wildest thing. If there was, like, an over-under or, like, a bet on what what was going to happen, you know, like, oh, Tommy's going to pull out of the fight because of these reasons. Or, like, let's say, let's say there was, like, uh, those videos and it's, like, oh, what happens, um, what happens next, right? And it's, like, a connection to an Italian mob boss? That was... That was like a 5,001 odd. <laughs> like, it's wild. I don't know what happens when I click this button. I think it still, I think it still works. It's very interesting. Hold on. What about if I do this? Oh, I just can't hear myself. Okay. It's still recording. I was really concerned that I couldn't actually hear my voice. Regardless, nationers. Regardless. So, um, August 4th, August 5th, early August comes around. Tommy Fury is denied access into the USA. And... It just leads up, and Jake's furious. He's about to headline the biggest, biggest Eastern, uh, East Coast arena of all time. Probably the biggest uh, arena of all time, regardless of, like, the Staples Center, which is now the Crypto.com Center, regardless. Pretty big news, right? So, I think... Jake ends up fighting Anderson Silva, who looked really good. I think Anderson Silva, surprisingly, he lost on all the cards. Um... I don't know how that happened. I think Anderson maybe won a little bit more uh, than what he was given. However, oh no, it was a it wasn't a blown split decision. It wasn't a blown unanimous decision. If Anderson Silva um, hadn't got knocked down in the eighth round and hadn't gone really slow in the first, he would have won that fight. He actually would have won that fight. It would have been a draw if he didn't get knocked down. But the fact that he did get knocked down in the eighth made it a majority draw or a majority decision. In favor of Jake Paul. So if he didn't get knocked down, that's a that's a split, that's a majority draw, which is actually kind of wild. So it seems like Jake was teetering on this line of like, okay, Anderson Silva, he's 48 years old. He almost pieced Jake up. But here's the thing. Looking at a lot of his fights, like I looked back at the Give fight, I looked back at the Nate Robinson fight, I looked back at the Ben Askren fight. Um a lot of what Jake does is very telegraphed. He's very, very telegraphed. And I'm not like a boxing expert, right? Like, I think some people, when I say that, might be like, oh, but he's telegraphed. Like, how do you know? You don't know what you're talking about, right? But at the same time, like, he has the exact same setup. Like, it is very just like, boom, boom, waits, ducks the head, tries to come overhand, overhand right, just bang. Like that, it's just like the exact same thing. He kind of moves, kind of shuffles. But this time around, when he fought Tommy, though we did see a lot of the same stuff, it's so interesting because when he fought Tommy, there was this moment where, 
like he just goes into this like turtle high guard and it just like he's almost like brute forcing his way through, which I think is a fighting style for him. If you guys don't know any fighting styles, there's obviously like different fighting styles, of course, especially when it, uh, MMA has a lot of fighting styles, but boxing has like a, a handful that you could choose from. Um, and obviously like sell at, um, a lot of boxers are really good at most of them. And when it came to this fight, like Jake, he is a big bat. If you ever seen his back, his back is like a giant turtle shell. He could have been casted as a teenage mutant ninja turtle for how big his back is when he just hunches over and like flares his, uh, his scapula. And so all in all, this fight comes around. We obviously had seen, uh, some some press conferences. We had kind of an idea of how Tommy could fight, but that bell rings and oh my goodness, Tommy Fury is just guns blazing. If you guys haven't seen the fight, I am sure it will probably be out soon. Um, depending on when you're watching it, it might already be out. It might not be, but regardless, it is so interesting to me because for Tommy Fury, who has uh, never fought in a high-level main card fight, um, who, who a lot of people have suspected might not be able to handle the pressure, especially since he's getting outside pressure from his family being like, oh, you're going to stay in Dubai if you lose. You're going to have to change your name. You're never going to be a Fury again. You're going to quit boxing. Um, it's a lot of pressure, especially saying from your family, just like any child, like being like, Hey, if you don't win gold, you're not going, you're not getting this, 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 and this, you suck. Like that's your own family telling you that, right? Crazy. Okay. So it, it came to a shock to me when I watched this fight that Tommy Fury comes out guns blazing, right? He comes out guns blazing and I don't really know what it is. I don't know what, what, what really caused it. It, it is um, a little odd to me, but I think it also caught Jake by surprise. I think Jake really had to step on his bike and start pedaling first before Tommy did, because if you allow Jake, and, and this has happened in a lot of his eight round fights, especially going the distance with, uh, Tyron Woodley in the first fight. And then also Anderson Silva in, uh, their fight. It is one of those things where the later you go, it, it might be a return of diminishing returns for for at least his opponent, right? And Jake just kind of turns it on a little bit more. But here's the thing. That did not happen. As much as it might have happened or there was an attempt to, and regardless of the ref's antics, there was like a ref. Well, there of course, there's a ref in the boxing match, right? There was a, This ref was particularly very active. Um, and for whatever reason it might have uh, been, um, it was it was <laughs> very interesting because I feel like I say that very interesting a lot. It was stupendous. I don't know. It was very interesting because that didn't really happen. And according, if you guys don't actually know this, according to WBC uh, uh, ranking rules, after the fourth round, once like as the fourth round concludes, the fighters now know the scorecards. They know who's in the lead. Um, they just know the scorecards. They can, you know, be like, oh, it's split decision or it's unanimous you or you're like losing this fight. Obviously, those are the outcomes or depending on if there's a knockdown or depending on if there was a point deducted, there could have been a draw at this point because it's four rounds could be two, two. It could have been three, one either way. So um, <laughs> you get to hear those. And if you ever get to watch back this fight round five and round six, Jake, Jake comes out really strong because he's trying to get rounds back because he is losing. He like is losing. And you could tell there's a drastic like flip on he's losing. And regardless of it kind of resulted in a little bit more erratic behavior from Jake, 
It just was one of those things like he is losing. He has to do something to come back. But here's the thing. They don't hear it like round five, six, seven. They just know at four, that's what it's at. So they have to obviously predict what it is. And obviously at the very end, since it's an eight-round fight, they just get to hear the scorecards after the fight, right? So at least they have some inflection of like, oh, what's happening, right? And mind you, I do kind of like this. I do kind of like this rule. Um, so, so per se, or I don't know the saying. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> I do kind of like that. Like, I actually didn't know that was a thing. I actually did learn that um, as of reading on this fight. That's a normal thing that happens in WBC ranking fights uh, or commission fights. And I like it for one reason because, like, let's say it's in the eighth round and, like, one person is just not fighting. Obviously, you want to fight to win, but, like, if that person's just not really fighting or really trying, it's just a boring fight. So it's like, at least it gives the opportunity to feel like if you are winning in your mind, but actually are losing on scorecards, you're actually going to try. But if you're just not going to try, you're not going to try. You're going to lose either way. So it it is nice. It is nice. And it's a fun, fun thing that I learned about. So all in all, this fight comes down to a split decision. A split decision. And I'm a little, I'm just a little, little uh, perplexed by that um, because I think Tommy won... Um, he had the two other scorecards, 70, 76, 73. That's like three rounds favored for him. So roughly with, depending on what points got deducted, um, some, some could have had it a draw round. So like, that's why the gap's a little bit closer because both of them had a point deducted in two separate rounds. So regardless of the scorecard and regardless of everything, one of the refs judged it 75, 74 in favor of Jake. I don't know what fight he watched, but it was not that one. <laughs> it just wasn't. Um, so yeah, essentially Jake had won one of the uh, scorecards and then lost the other two in favor, obviously, in, of Tommy Fury. Very emotional because for somebody who obviously just like went through just normal troubles, a broken rib kind of sucks, right? You can't fight, right? But then also couldn't get into the country that he's designated to fight in, the USA, at Madison Square Garden. It would be pretty upsetting, especially saying that the public's like, oh, you're ducking Jake. You're not a real fighter. You don't want to fight him. You're scared of him. I could imagine the amount of toll that has taken on him, right? Just just from like a mental standpoint, being like, that's all you hear. And especially anyone around you, that's all you hear. It's just like, you don't want to go out in public at that point, right? I could imagine that. And so very emotional. I think a lot of people kind of clown him for that is be like, oh, this is like a world championship fight. But yeah, it kind of is. Like, we have no idea the extent that he's gone through when it comes to these, uh, these, these just like sucky situations, right? It, it just really sucks. So, all in all, I mean, there's stuff going down outside, um, but it is very, uh, very awesome that this fight did happen. The uh, fight apparently has pulled over 500,000 pay-per-view buys, but some people are also predicting it at 700,000, but then also some people are predicting at a quarter of a million at around 200 to 220,000 pay-per-view buys, which is still massively great. Um, I, I literally can't believe that. That is like wild. That is literally wild. And I hope that this fight does have a good rematch as... Per the KSI Jake fight, I 
I find this fight a little bit more interesting. I think Jake, now looking at it, he did kind of get exposed. Um, he's a very telegraphed fighter. He also is kind of hoping on like one things. His combos are very short. One twos, maybe a third if that. Um, he's a very dirty fighter when it comes to clinching and whatnot, holding on a little bit longer, taking one more shot, you know? Um, and regardless, I think this KSI Jake fight does come down to uh, a closer margin of victory for either fighter. Um, surprisingly, surprisingly, I think when I saw that I could see a way for KSI to win, though I find it tougher before this fight. But now that this fight has happened between Jake and Tommy, I am, I'm narrowing that gap. I'm narrowing that gap. And so it's exciting to kind of see uh, what will happen from here on out. And I definitely want to kind of keep updated to this. I'm not going to be like, oh, did you see Jake's training? I just want to like, as it kind of comes, I'm going to kind of talk about it. Um, so very interesting. I say that so much. I'm going to, I'm going to try not to say it for the rest of this podcast. Very interesting. Um, Maybe there's like a counter that somebody counts in the comments. Like how many times did I say it? Because, oh my goodness, I feel like I said it so many times. So there was also an entirely leaked script, which is really, really funny because it came out from um, Jake Paul's replacement fighter. If if Tommy did pull out, they had Mike Perry, who is a retired MMA um, fighter. Um, and he released a fake script talking about the intro music, talking about... Um, yeah, really what they're going to come out at. And, uh, <laughs> they also had a, they also had a script that pretty much actually almost followed it to the T, at least to the events happening, not so much like when it happened. So they were wrong about the ring walks. Um, they were wrong about the first few rounds, but then there was a swell on Tommy Fury's eye uh, that did happen, but more due to a headbutt and not so much with a with a uh, a punch. And then uh, <laughs> they also talked about a doctor maybe stopping the fight, but then allowed them to continue, which kind of did happen, kind of not. It wasn't really too much. Um, so, but then in the eighth round, uh, Jake lands a huge right that sends Fury crashing to the canvas. Fury tries to get up, and he stumbles and falls back down. The referee starts to count. Fury stays on the ground, clutching his eye. The ring doctor rushes to his aid, uh, but then he waves him anyway. Tommy shall then act out an eye injury that forced the referee to call off the fight, declaring Jake the winner by TKO. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the script is like kind of convincing. I think it had a lot of people pretty convinced that this was, um, pretty spot on. Um, they had four revisions of it, which is really funny. And I think for the most part, um, like the, the, the knockdown did happen. The eye, the eye swelling happened though. It was in a different round though. There wasn't really a doctor really involved. Um, Tommy's slip knockdown. He was in a bad position. Jake actually hit a left jab that kind of sent it to the canvas, but it, he got up like immediately. It didn't do much. Uh, so really funny that this was like an actual thing. And I think a lot of people believed it. And when it happened, I was watching um, uh, the Wade projects. Um, Wade, I was watching his, his uh, live commentation on it as well as the fight was going on. And it was really funny because 
he was like, everyone in the comments like, the script, the script, the script, it's going on, it's going on, it's going on. Um, <laughs> so, really funny, and Jake then hopped onto his podcast, uh, BS with Jake Paul, where him and Logan and another uh, crew member of theirs, they were talking about a fight, uh, talking about the fight, and Logan also is like, you know what, I want to fight Tommy Fury, which... Regardless of what really goes down, I don't think Logan wins that. Um, also a very one-two kind of peace fighter. He's not really... There's not much skill. It's just kind of like the talent that and the hard work that he's brought up to. That's just kind of like boom, boom, boom. And he just can be kind of good with what he has, right? So, all in all, really, really funny um, <laughs> moment in time. A lot of pay-per-view buys. A lot of stuff going down. And I got to go reset the camera. <laughs> so, I mean, as much as I want to talk about other boxing matches, there was a Misfits boxing going on today. There is a UFC event going on um, tonight, which I'm going to try and catch after I record this podcast. Um, I personally don't want to bore you all with a lot going on. The Misfits event had a very actually interesting match going on. They had a tag team match, which is basically like, think about it like WWE tag team uh, matches where like you could tag in when it feels appropriate. Obviously, this is boxing, so there's more action kind of going on. Whereas WWE wrestling and most professional wrestling of that nature is a little bit more uh, scripted. There's a little bit more going on. So there are a little bit more room for breaks. Whereas boxing, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um... And obviously, tagging in is uh, very, very odd. Um, but Luis Pineda, uh, B-Dave, and we're fighting Ice Poseidon and another person. Um, those were the replacements, Ice Poseidon and the other person. They were the replacements for uh, Los Pineda's uh, Coladas? Pineda Coladas? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was actually a really, really fun um, event. I think Misfits kind of wants to teeter along the side of like, hey, this is influencer boxing. We might be able to get some professionals out here, but these people are still like decently good and okay. And for a tag team match, I thought it was actually pretty pretty solid. Like it was actually pretty solid. Um, it was very, not going to say it. It was, it was a great match. And I think there was a lot of speculation going in that it might not work, but it did work. It just worked. And it was, and it went great. Um, Pineda, who fought KSI as a backup, um, and B-Dave won the match. Honestly, what a great freaking fight. Like, literally, what a great freaking fight. Um, I, there's nothing more to say about it. I probably need to watch it back just to get a little bit more because I kind of caught the uh, last round, and that was pretty much it. So, yeah. And then there's also a big UFC. I'm a big UFC fan myself. I've grown up watching UFC pretty much every main event. I've watched the Dana White Contender Series. I've watched the Ultimate Fighter. I have watched a ton of ton of UFC in my time. And there's a big event going on between John Bones Jones and Surreal, and Surreal Gan, which is a huge event uh, going down at UFC 285. Now, if you guys don't know the UFC, it's a mixed martial arting um uh, organization just like the NFL is to football, the UFC is to MMA and other, you know, series of fighting styles. Um, MMA being obviously the main one because it's mixed martial arts. Boxing is also part of that. Kickboxing, Muay Thai, Taekwondo, Sambo. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different styles. And you're basically putting two people together at a similar weight class and you have a ranking for each weight class. And it's pretty, pretty fun. Um, and that's just a short spark notes for anyone that doesn't know what the UFC is. So I've been watching all my life. Uh, John Jones is probably, uh, regarded as one of the greatest of all time saying that like even the number one contender for him, like back in the day, back in early 2010s, uh, 
any contender that he was up against literally was demolished. Like the best of the best was demolished. Um, he's a high class kickboxer slash wrestler slash ground and pound uh, style fighter. Great, great on his feet, great off his feet, and he's just kind of like a Swiss knife of uh, everything. Um, I like to say, and a lot of people do say this, that he's not like great in everything, or he's not like good at one thing, he's great in everything. And so, him versus Cyril Gan, who is a French, uh, I believe he's French, um, fighter, um, kind of come onto the scene as of the last two years, uh, is contending against John Bones Jones, Bones is just his fighting nickname, by the way, um, for the heavyweight title because it just got vacated because Francis Ngannou, who was the heavyweight champion, who uh, didn't actually resign with the UFC, is now moving on to other adventures because of some contract stuff going down. And now this heavyweight title is up for grabs and um, potentially one of the best and greatest of all time versus a upcoming challenger who is the greatest of uh, this division as of right now. He has been taking out everybody from strike. He's one of the best heavyweight strikers. Um, and then also fantastic on his feet. And uh, fantastic. Like, they are both, like, very well matched for each other. And it and it's going to be a very interesting fight. The main card starts in 50 minutes as of now. So, absolutely insane. And I can't wait to see that fight because it is just, it is just going to be a great fight. It literally is just going to be a fantastic fight. So, um. Very excited. Very, very, very excited to see this. Um, John Bones Jones hasn't fought since 2020. Technically 2021, but I think a lot of people kind of consider 2020 the last time he really fought. Uh, and then Cyril Gaon actually fought like three months ago against another heavyweight contender, Tai uh, Tuivasa, who is out of Australia or New Zealand, one of the two. But both great fighters, really exciting. And that's just kind of like what I'm up to. What I'm up to. I'm really excited for it. So, um. In addition to that, you guys may actually know that I've recently just got a brand new um, job. If you guys have been to the live streams, I just got a brand new job doing like TikTok ads. And um, unfortunately, there is some good and bad news. Good news. Sorry, I just burped. Good news is it is actually doing really, really well. I've been um, been able to make ads for these companies. Uh, they pay me for how well those ads are served. Or like, let's say they put $25 or like $35 towards this ad. It gets shown to this amount of many people. If they wanted to keep it going, they keep it going. And... That's kind of how this works, and it's been great. It honestly has been great. Uh, in my first month, I uh, in the month of February, I earned four little little over fourteen hundred dollars, um, which is absolutely fantastic it, for what I'm doing. I don't get paid for this podcast as much as obviously like the TikTok stuff goes. Um, like when it comes to like the uh, like creator fund. Uh, I don't get paid on YouTube. I don't get paid uh, for really anything this podcast um, does. I really just love doing this podcast. And so having $1,400, which I'm probably just going to use for taxes for the previous year, which kind of sucks, but it's okay. I knew that I need to earn as much money as I could because I knew I needed to pay taxes. And so regardless of everything, it was literally so fantastic. Um, just seeing that this month already, I have earned around $400 and it's the second day of Mar or third day of March, um, which I finally just got the second day of March's totals because they're kind of like a day and a half behind. So let's say on the fourth, which is today as I'm recording this, um, I am just seeing the seconds as I'm waking up. I'm, I'm seeing the seconds, um, total marks of what I've earned. So, um, two days in already, I've already earned that much, which I'm really happy about. Um, some of the ads that have been uh, performing well, and I'm just, 
honestly really excited to just kind of see them grow and uh, the better ads that I make, the obviously what they're looking for ad wise. And, and it is kind of one of those things that snowball. But this is the thing that I really want to talk about when it comes to TikTok. The good news is I do have this job, but the bad news is I might not have it for long. Because um, apparently with some of the security issues that are going on when it comes to TikTok, uh, TikTok might get banned, which is another thing that President Biden can sign on. And he can ban TikTok in the USA. But then also on top of that, there is some concern um, because the barrier of entry is so low when it comes to this TikTok creative challenge at 10,000 followers, plus like certain things that you have to have to actually um, be a part of this challenge. And be a part of this job in a way. But then also, um, they've increased from 10K to 50,000, which I don't have that on any of my accounts. Um, so it is one of those things that I'm like, am kind of hoping for that like some of these TikToks uh, do well. And I'm coming out with another TikTok short form that's coming out on Monday, hopefully. That's uh, when I'm hoping to get it out. But then also, it's just like one of those things I'm just like, Okay, I know I got to kind of put a little bit of work. And obviously, as I'm doing, it kind of comes at a great time. As I'm doing a little bit less streams, hopefully, obviously, doing this podcast a little bit. Um, obviously, each week, that's the goal, right? <laughs> that's the goal. But then, um, obviously, you know, creating this type of content, but then also gives me time to do other content, which I'm really, really excited about. And I'm honestly really grateful for. So, uh, as much as it is bad news, I'm grateful for it because I know it, it gives me a goal to at least work towards. And... Yeah, for anyone obviously supporting me in my journey of being a content creator, just thank you guys. It honestly is so awesome just to see you guys uh, continuously support what I do, whether it be the podcast, live stream, or main channel stuff that I do. And I know I could be better. That's that's honestly the 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 reality of it. I know that I could be better, and I know I could do better when it comes to making content. So, um, kind of all with this, the TikTok ban, um, but apparently TikTok might be implementing and is implementing a new screen limit time for anyone under the age of 18. Yeah, so this kind of came really odd. Um, I was I was uh, on Instagram, but I was on it on desktop, and I saw this thing come down from Rap TV and, like, puberty. They were both talking about it, and they're like, oh, TikTok is adding, like, a new screen limit, uh, screen time limit for TikTok for anyone under 18. And... I was like, okay, so anyone under 18 only gets an hour on TikTok. But here's the thing. If you go over the hour, then you get less time overall. So it's like you kind of just have to compromise. It is so it is so wild. Um, so yeah, if you guys are obviously under 18, which most of you guys are because you guys are all 16, right? You guys are all 16-year-olds. This is a joke that we have on the live streams, and I feel like it's obviously only proper to obviously have it over here. Everyone's 16. You guys are all driving. You guys all got your license now? Okay, cool. Got it. Um for anyone under 18, you guys, I think will be implementing, I think it is kind of being rolled out, or at least there is some type of thing that TikTok is doing where they are limiting screen times to only one hour on TikTok, which I don't know how they do that, um, but TikTok has obviously been a huge deal of, uh, what is it, screen time increasing, and it's, uh, it's a very, I'll say it one time, very interesting topic, and I'm excited, I'm not really excited. Um, but I'm intrigued to see how it all plays out. I'm really intrigued to see what happens when this is implemented, how it gets implemented and what might be the repercussions of it. I think an hour is okay on TikTok. Like I don't, I'm not on TikTok more than like 20 minutes. So even like an hour is like good saying that in 2021, I looked up some stats. 
the average screen time for a tween, which is uh, 8 to 12, um, was five and a half hours. That's screen time wise. Five and a half hours. I don't know if this includes uh, like PCs or like computers or anything, but let's say we'll just say it's five and a half hours. But then anyone who's a teen, so 13 to 18, eight hours in 40 minutes. A third of your day? Oh my God. I mean, like most of my day is filled with screens. So it's like, I, like, I don't know what that includes, but it is, oh my God. Eight and a half, eight, eight and a half hours. My goodness. My goodness. This is going to be a long podcast. Holy goodness. I still have like three more stuff to talk about, but I'm really, really enjoying this podcast. I, I would like to at least use this as a little bit, um, of some time to obviously talk about more stuff. Obviously as they are coming up each week and I, I, my biggest goal is to obviously have more guests on. That is my biggest goal. And I hope that I can at least do that. Um, in the near future. That's that's at least one of my goals. So I do want to talk about a topic that we did talk about not too long ago with the liver king being a fraud, uh, potentially getting, well, he did get exposed via email, but um, falsely, a false narrative of him not using steroids when he actually is using steroids. Um, but I'm not going to lie. The liver king at the age of 44, early 40s, I think, um, Looks good, Natty. Um, I think when, in some of those photos, when you kind of see him like lifting heavy weights, you could just feel like he's kind of like plumped. You could just kind of see that he's kind of like plumped up. And <laughs> now seeing the photos of him Natty, which is just natural, like without any steroids, it's kind of like a term that a lot of people use. It's like, oh, they're Natty or they're juiced. Um, so a Natty liver king looks actually kind of good. He looks a little worse for wear, like facial wise, because he just like looks like he's been through a lot. But overall, like his body and his physique, like I like I couldn't even tell if he was on steroids or not, like beforehand. But like you could tell now that like he is definitely, definitely taken back a lot. And he looks a little less pumped. He looks like maybe like a uh 75% of what he was size wise. So think about it, like he's this big, but now he's like that big. He's still huge, don't get me wrong, but my goodness, he, he looks still good. He looks really, really good for being a natural guy, obviously getting exposed, which obviously isn't great, but Liver King, kudos out to you. The only person that got exposed is not the Liver King. Recently, Michael B. Jordan, in some of his press conferences for Creed 3, this is a short topic, but I do want to talk about it. Michael B. Jordan... Um, Probably made one of the greatest moves in in, in uh, interview history um, <laughs> when he called out a interviewer uh, for calling him corny um, back in high school. Now, this doesn't actually this comment doesn't actually stem from her. It actually stems from one of her friends that he she does a co uh, co podcast with. She co hosts on this podcast. And a lot of people have called him corny back in high school. She agreed that people used to bully her, herself included, which I'm pretty sure is pretty spot on. Um, but Michael B. Jordan knows who this woman is. And she's like, ah, nah, y'all misheard this. Uh, very much not true. And, like, you could just tell how awkward it was for her to say all that. Like, it's awkward for me to even try and remember, right? This woman got called out for comments she's made in high school. Now, I've been through high school. Michael B. Jordan's been through high school. I've been called some words that I'm not going to say in the podcast for what I do content-wise and just who I am as a person. But I hope one day, if these people are interviewing me, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. 
Uh, maybe I might not. I don't know. I don't want to be a petty guy, but I'm a petty guy. And I don't forget things, okay? I don't forget things. And I find this I find this to be a very just funny overall situation um, because it was just one of those things, like, things that, like, like, if somebody called my best friends, like, corny and they heard it and I didn't actually, like, say, like, nah, this person's not corny. Like, well, how dare you say that about my best friend or, like, some, 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 something along the lines of that. Like, I would want, like, me to, I want my friend to do the same thing, back up what they're, or, like, defend what they're, no, go against what they're saying. Like, saying that I'm not corny or whatnot, because, like, that's, it, like, any rude statement, right? I'm not saying that that's, like, a real thing. But let's say, somebody called me corny, my friend's on a podcast, then my friend didn't actually say it, but is now interviewing me and be like, why didn't you, you know, whatnot. Um, it's still, like, a very semi-relatable situation, but... I just find it so funny. I would want, obviously, my friends to benefit me or, like, back me up, and I'd back up my friends, right? If somebody said something bad about my friends, I would back them up and be like, no, that's not true. Like, I don't think what you're saying is actually a valid uh, thing to say. Um, I don't think you know them as much as I might. Uh, I could totally be wrong, but I th here's what I know, right? Blah, blah, blah. But this girl's like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he's kind of corny. Like, yeah, he's kind of... Like, she didn't exactly say corny, but I just find it super, super funny and very interesting because I said it again. God dang it. <laughs> I just find it overall really, really funny because Michael B. Jordan, for as successful as he is, um, probably was a corny guy back then. But, like, when you say those comments and you... You know, you have to, you have to live, you have to swallow that pride. You have to swallow your words. And unfortunately, that's just the reality that this woman had to live in. And um, it's funny because the girl that actually said the corny comments doubled down on it. <laughs> she doubled down on it. Michael B. Jordan, I like how he's like, kind of like, he just kind of looks at her like this. <laughs> it's just, it's a very, really funny uh, video to see. And I mean, kudos to Michael B. Jordan for like, obviously, using some of that as a little bit of motivation and being like, just kind of rubbing that dirt on her face. I'm not going to lie. It is kind of funny, regardless of who it was. If it was another guy, great. <laughs> great. Um, um, I do want to talk about this last topic. Um, Brent Rivera versus uh, Tyler Oliveira, which it's funny that, that both the last names end with the era. So what an era to be alive. Um, you guys may know about this, but I at least want to talk about something. I'll, I'll give some uh, expose about it, but then I'll also talk about something that I've been dealt with with Brett Rivera. So, and probably many of you guys have as well. So, Brett Rivera and Tyler Oliveira, I'll just say Tyler and Brent because their last names are the, almost the exact same. So, they were both staying at the Stanley Hotel. Brent Rivera, Brent, is uh, recording a video where he goes to like the strangest hotels in the world, and he's doing like this... Uh, prank that is fake um where these two girls from the shining that are now grown up um you know are at the stanley hotel this is the movie that inspired the shining which where these two twins actually stayed at this is the events of the movie and tyler's also there doing a staying at the scariest hotel or one of the scariest hotels right and so they happen across paths because the fourth floor which is the floor that they're staying on i'm pretty sure um from what i've what i know about the scariness it's on the fourth floor of the stanley hotel and they're both staying on the uh, same floor. Tyler is about to go on to a uh, tour, but happens to be scared out of his mind when these two twins are just outside of his room. And so he tries to go investigate. And all in all, they happen to cross paths multiple other times. And 
un- as unfortunate as it is, you know, they could probably both be blamed for the situation, right? So regardless of Tyler and anything that he's done, what you might know and what I've shared, Brent's the guy that we want to focus on, okay? Brent is the one that we want to focus on. So Brent Rivera um, made a TikTok, as you probably could tell. Brent Rivera made a TikTok to everyone under the age of 18, so they only had an hour to watch this, right? He made a TikTok talking about, you guys may know of two YouTubers that were fighting in a hotel. Well, one of those YouTubers was me, obviously, right? And he, like, apologized for his actions, but, like, all the comments, like, were, like, very positive. So I, like, decided to comment on it and be like, you know what? Like, something something that was a little bit less positive and be like, I'm glad you apologized, but your apology kind of sucks. Like, it's just, it just kind of sucks, right? And so, as unfortunate as it is, um... You know, maybe not as unfortunate as this. But this bottle of Prime looks freaking good. It looks so good. This blue looks freaking bomb. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. So, Brem Rivera um, might have and is apparently deleting comments on that post. Um, because I tried tagging, like, another account that I have, like, such as this podcast. And, like, that notification didn't go to that account. So, I tried tagging another one. And I tried tagging a friend. All those don't go. So I I put a new comment, tagged my accounts, tagged my friend. All of them went through. And I also had a friend named Chris Ivan, who you guys may know as the plunge guy who throws the plungers onto like signs and whatnot. He also had the exact same account. He actually documented, posted it and talked about, hey, like brother, all these comments are super kind. I was like, I wondered why. So he like commented, his comment got deleted. He did the exact same thing where he commented uh, and tagged a friend, tagged another account. And it didn't go through. Recommented, tagged again, and went through. And so uh, it's really funny now because now days later, now days after that had happened, um, all the comments are just like wild. They're just like, we can't keep deleting comments. They're just like, we could do it for the first initial push of like millions of people watching this and potentially seeing the comments. But then <laughs> like as this video was getting surfaced more and more because it was after like that three-day push, like this video just went haywire. It just went wild. And all the comments are like, oh, crap, the floodgates, the floodgates. It was so crazy because all the comments just switched up and all the people are commenting. Whoa, the comments just switched up. What the frick? And yeah, unfortunate as it is, it is also a very fortunate um, piece of uh, content. And the comment sections on TikToks are ruthless. And, you know, as much as people be like, oh, my God, Brent, I just I you're so much in the right. I can't believe that guy did that to you. Well, I, I hope that Tyler with his 100 subs can at least swallow this stuff. <laughs> but um, overall, Nationers, I think that's going to conclude today's podcast. Almost 50 minutes of talking uh, about some awesome content, awesome stuff going on in the world. TikTok, Liver King, Michael B. Jordan, and most importantly, Jake Paul is now 6-1. and one. Much love out to you, Nations. If you guys have not hit that subscribe button, make sure to hit that subscribe button. I love each and every single one of you guys. Thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. I will see you guys in, in the next one. Again, episode 55, banner right behind me. I love you guys. 07 in peace. Peace.